You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. In with that, welcome in to the ACL pod featuring the one and only Captain Wags. I'm ACL. He is Wags. Wags, we made it, man. The end of the NFL regular season is here. We are in the playoffs this weekend. The end of college football bowl season with one game remaining is here. Uh, College basketball is in full swing. The NBA is in full swing. Hockey starts up next week. Honestly, this upcoming weekend, one of the all-time great sporting weekends, it's the first time we ever have a triple header two days in a row for the NFL playoffs. I think there's 144 college basketball games on Saturday, NBA full slate, hockey starts next week. Um, you and I off one of the all-time great runs that we've had in the last two, say, you know, two to four weeks. Uh, just such a great, super exciting sports weekend upcoming here. Yeah, no, we are uh, definitely coming off an incredible run. I mean, bowl season... Week 17 NFL uh, was tremendous for us. Um, you know, we absolutely crushed it. You absolutely crushed bowl season. I've never seen anything like it. I did really well. I think I was like 60%. Absolutely. Yes, you crazy. did. crazy. Um, but what did you lose? One game? Two. Two, two games. Oh, you lost two. two games. 14 and two. 14 and two. Wow. Um, give this guy a round of applause. Good for you, ACL. Um, yeah, no, this is a, a little bittersweet. You know, we've been waiting for this, um, you know, all year. We have the national championship game on Monday night, um, you know, barring any delays, but I don't think that's going to happen. And uh, NFL week one for preseason. So, uh, like you said, triple headers on Saturday and Sunday. Never had this before. So, that's going to be awesome. Um, we have NBA, we have college basketball. The NHL is literally one week away from today. Uh, we are taping this on Wednesday um, on the 6th. So, uh, yeah, on the 13th, the puck will drop. And um, I'm definitely pumped for that. We got the packages up. So, don't forget to go out on the site um, and take advantage of that. I think. We are up over 100 units uh, the last couple of years in hockey with uh, regular season and playoffs combined. So um, make sure you take advantage of that. Uh, we were absolutely crushing it the last uh, four years, and that's when I started um, with ACL. And now, uh, you know, we're uh, we're doing it. So let's uh, let's get signed up and, and keep this on a, this going, this um, incredible run. Absolutely love the hockey players, as, as everybody knows. Yeah, man. I mean, the bowl package went 14-2, and two, and then week 17 of the NFL was 7-0. and oh. So that was awesome. I think combined bowl season plus week 17 with us was 34-10. and 10. I think you uh, were, what, like 401-1 and one in week 17? Yep. So, yeah, so, I mean, we were over 77% uh, winners uh, with college bowls, and, and um, we just had a three-unit cash in in the college semis i gotta talk to you about that game (laughs) okay so college semis just to kind of put a a bow on things alabama beats notre dame 31 to 14 Uh, ohio state beats clemson 49 to 28 alabama versus ohio state in the title game current alabama is currently minus eight minus seven and a half in some shops totals around 75 and a half 76 um i was two and oh in those games i had alabama first half and i had ohio state first half so i won both you my friend had a three unit play on notre dame plus 20 how are you feeling holding that three-unit Notre Dame plus 20 ticket as the second half progressed in that game? 
I can't deny that I was sweating. <laughs> um, there, there was de- definitely some perspiration, uh, you know, soaking through my shirt. But um, to be honest, it's exactly how I thought this game would play out. Yep. I mean, Alabama always comes out strong, always asserts their dominance early, which is why ACL, you're always taking Bama first half, right? They come out strong, right? They always do that. Well, Notre Dame's a solid team. Um, you know, I, I was a little nervous. I mean, first off, when that guy hurdled the Notre Dame defensive back who didn't even go down, I was like, oh, wow, maybe I'm on the wrong side here. Right, here this we is, go. <laughs> this is not even men playing. This is like, you know, superheroes playing with boys. Um, but, you know, I think Notre Dame settled down a little bit. Um, and it helped, obviously, the Bama, you know, got up early and, and then they go on cruise control as they always do. Um But if you look at this game in a little bit of a different light, you'll see that actually Notre Dame, I mean, they missed a field goal at the end of the half. um, And they, in my opinion, lost out on a touchdown that could have been called either way. It was an illegal shift or illegal motion on Notre Dame for not getting set for a full one second, which you never hear. And Mm -hmm. they scored a touchdown on that play. Well, it gets called back. They end up turning the ball over on downs on Alabama's 15-yard line. And guess what? If those 10 points come back a little bit, it's 34-24. And guess what? Notre Dame just recovered an onside kick at the end of the game, which was pretty crazy, to then potentially go in for a tie game. Now, I know things don't play out exactly how they would. You know, all the play calling may have been different as the game went along. um, But Notre Dame was in that. um, And I felt pretty confident that, uh, Bama would go into somewhat of a prevent defense and uh, we would get in late there. So, um, you know, three units cash uh, regardless. And, and, you know, your first half play and Ohio State first half, uh, you know, amazing. Ohio State looked impressive, huh? They did indeed. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice when we can cash four units, right? Win the first half on one team, come back with the second team late, thinking that it's going to play out exactly how it does. And we, and we see this with Nick Saban. You know, when he's favored by 49 points over whomever, right? Jackson yep. State, whatever. They yeah. come in there, he gets up like 42 nothing, and then he literally does nothing the second half. He just runs yep. the ball. Now, that's not exactly how it played out here, but it was essentially the same thing where he really took his foot off the gas, let Notre Dame come back, let them have opportunity after opportunity. And with 20 points, we talked about this. All you need is that really one opportunity in the second half to really backdoor it. Right? No, exactly. exactly 20 points, happens. that's what a lot of people DM'd me a lot. Um, when that three unit play was sent, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking, you know, a ton of IMs coming in like, Hey, you know, cap and wags, I trust you, but like, this seems a little crazy. Um, you know, Notre Dame just got spanked by Clemson. What makes you think that they can cover 20 against Alabama? Sure. Um, and I told them the same thing, you know, they have a solid defense. Um, now obviously we saw them, um, you know, get burned, uh, early, uh, which obviously probably terrified a lot of people. And their offensive line, that was the the key, right? Their offensive line was able to give Book some time um, to make certain throws uh, over the middle. I mean, I think that Notre Dame didn't do a great job play calling that game. I think um, they, if they went back to a lot of plays, they, they would have been able to eat up some of those tight ends going across the middle, uh, maybe, you know, 10, 12, 15-yard dig routes. Um, but they were really uh, – you know, when they needed to, they, they made the right plays and they, they got down the field and we got it, we got that cover. But um, yeah, no, that, that was a, a great, uh, always great to catch those four four units uh, in one game. Yeah, um, 
Awesome game. The other game, I mean, the Sharps were all over Ohio State here, right? Yeah. It was a situation where I loved them. I, I did play in the first half, not as opposed to the uh, full game, but it was just one of those situations where, I mean, people were so down on Ohio State from the week before against Northwestern, but what they forgot is Ohio State, I believe the exact number was like 26. 26 of their players were out for that game against a darn good Northwestern team, and they still won the game. Right. So, That's what a lot of people real think Northwestern, oh, you know, good academic school, typically on the bottom of the barrel in the Big Ten. Northwestern was really good this year. They yeah. played really good football. They have a really good team. And now you see their head coach, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, getting looks in the NFL. I mean, that's how good this coach is. That's how good that team was. And they came out and played their best game against uh, an Ohio State team who was missing half to, you know, a quarter of their guys. So, yeah, exactly. A lot of people look past that. They don't see that. And, you know, that's where we can kind of give insight on why we make the place we do. Yeah, the national championship package is up, guys. So what we do is we do a, a, a an individual package for the game Monday night. So it involves you know any and all uh, sides totals that we play, along with any and all props that we play. So many props available for this game because it is the one standalone national title game. So that package is up on the site now if you want to get on board with that. Wags, moving over to the NFL. Um, Okay, I know me and you kind of went back and forth on this on Twitter a little bit. Obviously, we have to start with what the Eagles did uh, Sunday night against the Washington football team. Week 17, last game of the year, Washington wins, they are in. Washington loses, the Giants are in. Washington in this game was around minus one and a half all week. It gets steamed up to around minus six and a half by kickoff. Why? In part because Alex Smith was announced in. Two, because of what Doug Peterson was saying throughout the week. He even came out and said, yeah, no matter what the score is, I might put Nate, Nate Suffield in in the second half here. Let him get some snaps, see what he's got, blah, blah, blah. He also inactivated some guys. He also rested some guys, and he just was all week. You got this feeling, at least I, I did from, from listening to him, which is one reason I played Washington here, that he didn't want to win this game. And I think it came from upper management, from Loria and the GM as well, not just Peterson. But my thought on this is this. If you're the Jets, for example, and you're clearly keeping Gase because he gives you the best chance to lose, but on the field on game day, you are putting your best guys in. They are trying to win the game, etc. You're not out there putting in backups in the middle of the fourth quarter with an, in a tight game. This is very different. These guys, these are professional athletes. They are in the game. In the middle of the game, they're down three, and you're putting in Nate Suffield instead of Jalen Hurts who deserved to finish that game. If you want to start Nate the whole game, that's fine. I got no problem with that. See, you know, see what he's got, blah, blah, blah. But to insert him in the middle of the third quarter in a three-point game, clearly everyone knew what was going on. I think it's just, it's disrespectful to the game, to the Giants, to the NFL, to the fans, to the people betting on it. And I just think it's extremely different than what the Jets and the Jags did this year. The NFL is a business, okay? The Eagles did what was best for them. And what it was that... That was to not only get Sudfeld reps, but also they were playing to lose the game. And that's okay. You know why? Because they went from a possible number 10 pick in the draft to number six. Those four slots, if you go look at the draft history and how, um, you know, what collateral, what you can get for those picks trading back, it's tremendous. It's a huge difference. Okay. And that's what they did. Okay. He he has no ex he doesn't have to explain himself. Guess what, Giants? You can complain 
all you want. Your team won six games. Win an extra game. Six right. games. I get that. Okay? I get six that. games. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, did Washington get in uh, because the Eagles rested Hurts uh, and, and put in Sudfeld? Maybe, but maybe not. Guess what? They were winning the game when Hurts was out. So what's to, what's to make anybody say that if Hurts kept playing that game, they would have won? I think it's I, fair to say that he gave them the better opportunity to win. That's fine. That's fine. But it also gave that uh, Sudfeld gave the Eagles the better opportunity to get the sixth seed, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I respect the game. Week 17, all bets are off, okay? You do what's best for the organization, and the organization's best move was to get the sixth spot. Now, whether or not this came from upper management or Peterson or whomever, you know, it is what it is. And guess what? Giants, you want to you wanna cry? You want to throw your arms up in the air and say, well, 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 play hurts. No, okay? Win an extra game, okay? Stop being sore losers. It is what it is. The Washington football team in the playoffs hosting hosting NFL playoff game. They are indeed. Here's the sl- the slippery slope here, in my opinion. When you start doing it clearly tanking in individual games, not only for the full game, but mid-game, that's where I draw the line. Again, if they wanted to start him for the f- beginning of the game and claim that they wanted to get him reps, see what they got, okay, I, I, I'll buy that to a, to a degree. But if it's the middle of the third quarter, even if they did it at halftime, you could at least say, okay, Hurts got one half, this guy got the other half. But when he was down, I believe it was three, on like fourth and three from the five-yard line, and they went for it, that's when you knew. That's when it was obvious and you knew. And then he takes Hurts out. The, and I think what's going to happen here, he's lost this locker room. You could tell there were guys on the sideline not happy. Post-game, then the days that have, that have since happened since this, it's going to be tough for Peterson to rebound from this unless he has a real heart-to-heart with his guys and explains what was going on. So I draw 100%. the line where you you insert backups midway through the game. And I'm not even talking midway. Third, fourth quarter where you're putting in backups in a close game with the intent to lose. That's where I draw, I draw the line. And I think a lot of people are as well. Yeah, I, I look, I, I've seen a lot of people draw the line there. I just happen to disagree. This is a business you make business decisions to better your organization, and that's what the Eagles did, regardless of when they made this decision. I get, yeah, optically, it didn't look good. I, I agree. 100% agree with that. It did not look good. But the Eagles are entitled to do whatever they want. Peterson could do what he want. And guess what? If the management had an issue with it, he'd be gone. Obviously, they didn't. I agree. It, I agree with you that it wasn't just Peterson. He's the guy that obviously is right. You know, he's the on guy who's getting the yeah, hundred percent. Sure. Sure, sure, he sure. he he he's the the brand guy, right? He's got to be the guy. Somebody's got to take the heat. But it, you know, it, it's a hundred percent coming from the front office. You want to you, look? You're you're out of the playoffs. What they they don't owe anything to the Giants. They don't owe anything to the Washington Football Team. They don't owe anything to anybody. What they owe to themselves is to make the best decision to better themselves in the future. And that's what they did. It's a fair point. It's a good debate. It's um, it, it was just a very interesting scenario. So all that said, no Hey, I had Washington. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, but we both did, right? Yeah, we we both did. Did. You, I, yeah, I, I think you, yeah, you had him as well. Yeah. So, I, uh, it was the first time uh, yeah. all season. Um, pr- probably, you know, one of the only few times in my life that I went through the number to get right. the, the Washington football team plus three on a tease. Um, very rarely do that, but um, just saw a good value there and, and went for it. 
Another interesting scenario this week in Wags, Mitch Trubisky played the Packers. It was a game we talked about last week extensively. Mitch Trubisky against good competition. Finally, in the Packers, how would he do? Well, he didn't do very well. They lost to the Packers 35-16. I was on Green Bay in this game for the full game. You were on Green Bay for the first half for the free play. I was on the over as well, so we cashed all three. Mitch, he finished 33-42, of 252, zero touchdowns, one interception. They scored 16 points. Uh, Again, we talked about it last week. The Bears' three previous wins prior to this game, where he looked great, he looked like Joe Montana, were against two of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL, Houston and Jacksonville. And then the third team was against a Minnesota defense who was missing their best defender and captain on defense, Eric Kendricks. So this was a show-me spot for Mitch. He did not do well. Uh, okay, they made the playoffs great. Now where do they get to go? They get to go to the New Orleans Saints in the Dome against a top-five defense. Not saying I'm playing New Orleans, but it's just one of those things where, you okay, he was playing well, everyone's high on Mitch. This line went from... Around four, got bet up to six. And then on the Bakhtiari news for Green Bay that he was out, it got bet down to four. That's when I jumped in at minus four. So uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. He owns this team. This was an all-in game for Green Bay to get the one seed. Now the playoffs go through uh, through Green Bay. Um, but yeah, Mitch Trubisky, they're probably going to mess around and have to give him a contract extension in some people's minds. I wouldn't. But based on the way he's played the last three games, everyone seems to think, oh, yeah, he's the guy now. Let's extend him and. Maybe really good timing for Mitch to get to play Minnesota, Jacksonville, and Houston a lot in the last three weeks here. Yeah, look, we talked about it last week. You just talked about it again. Last three weeks before Green Bay, Jacksonville, Minnesota, and uh, the Texans, right? Three really bad defenses. So, he, yeah, he finally goes up against a solid defense or, you know, at least a half good defense, and he struggled. Um, his completion percentage was really good, but um, they couldn't get in the end zone. Uh, we talked about it at length last week on my free play. We talked about how, like you just said again, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, um, owns him, and that's why I played them in the first half. I thought maybe they would take their foot off the off the gas a little bit, and the Bears would backdoor potentially um, and make it closer. You obviously didn't. We cashed, um, and that was great. Look, I'm going to say something that might be a little shocking. I like Mitch Trubisky. Here we okay? go. Um, I don't think he is great. I'm not saying he's a top-tier quarterback. I actually think he's a lower-end quarterback, but he is a starting quarterback in my opinion. I think he's like somewhere around 23, 24, 25 of a, um, you know, when you're looking across the board at quarterbacks. Um, What he does is he fits the Bears system well, which is why I think they will sign him to an extension. Um, They are a defensive-heavy team. They need Mitch to manage the game. He's got legs. He can run, um, and he can get them down the field. Now, it's a matter of, you know, is he going to be the flashy guy? No, he's not. But he needs to be able to manage the game a little bit better, um, and I think he, he's he got potential. He's still young. He's still young. He's not that old. Um, he's got He's got some time still, and I think – uh, he's a good system quarterback for the Bears at this point. Um, now, if the Bears want to go a different way, um, you know, I, I don't blame them. I'm not saying he's the guy. Uh, you know, there's probably many different quarterbacks that they can go after, um, young in the draft or something like that. Uh, but, you know, I think Mitch is the guy for now in Chicago. Chicago Bears, current odds to win the NFC, 40-1. to 1. Chicago Bears, current odds to win the Super Bowl, 100-1. to 1. So, uh, I... Look, I've hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm not saying to go run. I'm not running to the window, and I, I would not go to the window on the Bears. But they have a great defense, and yeah. if Trubisky, if, look, I've seen him play well against good defenses. I, I've seen it happen. But you know, he they draw the Saints. It's not a good matchup. 
I'm 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 staying away from this. I actually saw a stat the other day in terms of records. Uh, I think they were comparing Trubisky to Deshaun Watson. They had like identical records, or Trubisky was better than or something strange like that, right? Yeah. Well, that's so, a situation of okay, he has better defense. Yeah, he's got the better defense yeah. to keep him in games. You look at the Texans. Look, look what Watson did this year. I think. Um, well, I think were you on Watson as an MVP? I was uh, talking, yeah, absolutely. I looked at him preseason as an MVP guy just because right. I thought he would have a huge year and maybe and, the defense could did. step up. Yeah, but the defense did not step up for you, and that is what crushed you. Because if he had a defense, any defense, and a head coach the first half of the year, yeah, he, or the full year, I should say, he he might be in the mix. He might be a top two, three guy right now. He was kind of chirping on Twitter the other day, and no one's really sure what it was. It was sort of these, like, weird tweets. And uh, he might be a guy that, if the Texans don't get it, their, their, their act together, so to speak, after Bill O'Brien essentially wrecked the team for the next decade, he might demand a trade. I could see him saying, all right, guys, enough's enough. Get me out of here. Yeah, he and you know what? Name, he can, name where he wants to go. Hey, you know what? It might not be a bad move for the Texans because he'll demand um, and get yeah. a lot King's of – King's ransom. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um I also saw him and J.J. Watt say similar things in different weeks, um, basically both demanding structure Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. organization. So that's interesting because, you know, I think of NFL and I think of, you know, when you get to be an NFL coach and, and, you know, go through an organization like that, I always think kind of it's a very militaristic type uh, atmosphere where, you know, guys are, you know, should be, you know, at least when they're at the facility training and, and, and going to the doctors and um, practicing and, and everything's on time. And, and um, I guess it's not like that. Uh, you know, that's kind of was a little eye opening to me, you know, when, when both J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson, the leaders on both sides of the ball are, are basically saying the same thing where there, there's no structure. Um, you know, something's got to be done there. Uh, that's that's a lot of that is just you know leadership and coaching right when you get rid of bill o'brien you bring in a guy like romeo cornell whose track record coaching is is poor mm-hmm. and they know he's not going to be around next year i mean that, that would just be nuts so it's sort of a lame duck situation but it's a lame duck situation three or four weeks into the year right so it's a it's a very very tough situation i i will say this as far as mitch where i agree with you you know, people often say, oh, get rid of the coach. He's a bum. Get rid of the quarterback. He's a bum. My, my answer always is, okay, that's fine. He's no good. Get rid of him. Who are you bringing in? Right. Exactly. Right. Who, who are you bringing in? So if you're the Bears, look, if you can go get a Matthew Stafford or somebody in the draft, somebody of that elk, somebody better than Mitch, get rid of him because Mitch ain't it, in my opinion. But if you're going to get rid of Mitch and then you're going to go to, say, Nick Foles, who clearly has lost it at this point, that's probably not good. So – it's a two-step process. You get rid of the guy who's not good. You bring in someone better. If the guy you're bringing in is better, is not as good as the first guy. You keep the first guy. It's really right, and it's got to be fit. Simple. I mean, there's a lot. There, there's so many things. You got to have the right fit for the offense yeah. and for the coach. And there, there's so many different variables. But um, yeah, absolutely agree. I think Mitch can be, you know, okay where he is. He's not going to be great. Um, could you bring in someone uh, better? Absolutely. But it's got to be the right fit for the organization, for the coach, um, you know, for the players. So. A lot, of, a lot of variables there. Speaking legs of guys that may not be the right fit. Don't do it. Sorry. Uh, speaking, of, of, speaking of guys that some people are saying might not be the right fit, the Miami Dolphins, they have a quarterback, Wags, who's drafted at number five, I believe it was, Tua. 
Um, they went up to Buffalo. This was the, the most interesting line movement that I've seen all year. This game w- m- closed Miami minus three and a half. Uh, it was around an eight-point move. I'd say seven-point move throughout the week based on nothing. McDermott never came out and said how much Allen's going to play. He never came out and said he's going to sit Allen. He did sort of make references that they may put some guys in in the second half, which they wound up doing. But it was one of these things where people were simply speculating. People followed the steam. Money came in, not necessarily sharp money at all. Uh, obviously, Miami had to win the game to get in, so so there was no motivation there. It was all based on what Buffalo was going to do. And we talked about it last week. I said, this is a team who I think should keep their foot on the pedal, who no matter who is in there, uh, I wouldn't be taking Miami into it in the cold. That was just my opinion. I know you and I differed a little bit on, on that, but um, to – have this game close Miami minus three and a half based on absolutely no news and simply speculation as to as Buffalo was going to play, I thought was nuts. And Tua, to me, man, if Fitz was available, Wags, I think he would have been in that game maybe in the second quarter. Yeah, look, Tua, I think, is the guy, okay? Um, we have a very small sample of games to look Fair at. Fair enough, yes. Um, he's young, literally. I mean, he's right out of college, and... This organization did not put so much behind him, right, as a number five pick and put so much into him um, that they're going to opt out right away. I think Tua is going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. I think he's going to – I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be top five or ten. He could be. Uh, He's got that potential, but I think he's going to be middle of the pack, better than a Trubisky, in my opinion. Um, You know, But maybe he's not going to be a top five, ten quarterback. But he does have that potential. What the Dolphins need to do is invest in the offensive line and invest in some uh, star power. Uh, And I'm not saying divas. I'm saying – um, athletes, right? He he needs receivers. I mean, he he was he he literally had nobody. Who uh, Devonte Parker w- was the only guy, and he was a little bit banged up. Then you have Isaiah Ford. Who? I he mean, dropped like three passes. Right. That that's my point. I mean, th- this is this guy is starting opposite Devonte Parker and dropped three or four passes. Um, he. He's he's got practice squad guys to, as receivers, and he's getting a brunt the brunt of it. Um, and and I get it. That's the, what the quarterbacks do. I think this is actually going to help him potentially um, if he can take the criticism, let it you know kind of go go beyond him or you know behind him, and he can move forward. Um, I think he'll start progressing um, as the years come. They'll start building, maybe bring in a free agent wide receiver, you know, Galladay. Maybe bring in Allen the Robinson. wide receiver in the draft, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, you could do that. just won the Heisman, yeah. who I don't think should have won the Heisman. Right, right. We'll talk about that a yes. little bit. So, yeah, I mean, you could bring in a Devonta Smith. I mean, I don't think he's worth the number three pick personally. I think he's great. I mean, I, I think he's a top ten pick. Um, I think the Dolphins should go elsewhere. But we can, you know, that's all debatable. Though the Dolphins have uh, – historically been really bad at drafting um i think last year and the year before they they've and and some of the moves they've made like trading a tonsil and getting all of these texans picks that they've got is making me a little bit more optimistic that they know what they're doing uh so i think there's need um on the defensive end uh at middle linebacker obviously there's a need for receiver but i also think that there is a um 
there's potential out there, uh, free agents that they're able to get at receiver. Bring in a really good guy opposite Devontae Parker. Now you got two solid receivers, um, if not really really good to great receivers on the outside draft a running back maybe um give me give me a little youth there a little speed some maybe draft uh, a running back with their second pick in the first round and now you start building momentum um and some weapons for Tua, and now you see what he can do in year two and year three um but to to give him um you know a negative report after seven eight games um in his first year is tough without any weapons and without much to work with um, and even a limited playbook right uh, it seemed it definitely did seem and people are saying oh they all they do is screens they don't throw it on the field well I think that that's a product of of them meaning the coaches knowing what they got when Fitz is in there the ball goes downfield when two is in there it doesn't and I think that's a lot of the play calling because the coaches know that he's just He's not there yet. Not saying he can't get there. Not saying that they should cut bait after one year. They're certainly not going to do that with what they have invested in him. But uh, this number three pick is going to be super interesting for them because the bang, the Jets have number two, right? So obviously they could stay put. They could take Sewell. They, or they could take a quarterback or they could trade. Those seem to be the three top options. Um, and then the Dolphins would, would based upon what the Jets do, uh, either take Sewell. I think if he's there for sure, they would take him at number three. Assuming he's not, they'd probably go receiver or, or trade down. People yeah, are saying, sure. you know, take Justin Fields. They're not going to cut on to a after one year. It, no, it's just not going to no. happen. I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I, I love the trade down option. I always do. Yeah. Collect picks. You see what the Patriots did. Um in all of those years, they just collected draft picks and built a dynasty. So, um, but they were also able to identify and have some of the best scouts um, in the game. So, we'll see what the Dolphins do. We'll see what everybody does. Really excited, exciting. Uh, in the, you know, in the next uh, three months to to talk about what, what's going to happen and and where maybe some free agents go, etc. Absolutely, will be interesting to see what happens there. All right, Wags. It was a big. I think they call it Black Monday, right? The Monday after week 17 when everyone gets fired. It was a big Black Monday, if that's what it's called, for our boy Anthony Lynn and our other boy Adam Gase. They're both gone. No longer Adam Gase and Anthony Lynn head coaching. I actually thought for a second that the Chargers might extend him after he won, what, four in a row. They looked great. <laughs> they, they beat up the backups of the Chiefs. But it was not meant to be. Anthony Lynn, Adam Gase, no longer there. Mike McCarthy, though, is still part of the Dallas Cowboys somehow. I guess they're going to give him another year after completely botching that game against the Giants. Failing to challenge a play, which would have resulted in them probably winning. Failing to go for two when you're down five points in the late of the third quarter. For some reason, he decided to kick the extra point to make it a four-point game from a five-point game. Very, very important there. Uh, so, yeah, in my opinion, you have Vic Fangio and Mike McCarthy at the top of the list now that Gase and uh, our boy Anthony Lynn are no longer employed. Yeah, the Anthony Lynn, I mean, the Chargers had a top 10 offense and defense this year, and they missed the playoffs. And it was purely based on coaching. I mean, there was m at least two or three games where they had an opportunity to win, and the coach completely screwed it up. I mean, he 100% deserves to be out of a job. And going to Adam Gase, he has no business being in the NFL. I mean, as a, as a head coach, let me let me preface that. I don't. I actually think there are some coaches that aren't meant to be head coaches. They uh, Adam Gase is one. I think but Adam good Gase. Coordinators are saying correct. Correct. Yes, I agree. Um, and the same thing happened. And I, and I use always go back to the Hurricanes, Miami Hurricanes, in, in college as an example. As Randy Shannon, 
had no business being a head coach, but one of the best defensive coordinators in the nation. So, um, you know, sometimes whether it be, you know, not being able to manage a team or, um, you know, not, just not being ready to, uh, I, don't, I don't even know, to, to be a head coach, whatever it is, it's just not a good fit for them. It's not the right position. Um, you know, s- some people are great followers and some people are great leaders. I mean, there's great soldiers out there, right? Um, and I'm not saying a, a defensive coordinator is a soldier. You know, you're, you're one step down from the general, uh, so to speak. But um, there's definitely uh, something to be said about that. So I think Gates will find himself a role somewhere as a offensive coordinator and be successful. I just don't think he deserves to be a head coach or, or should be a head coach. There's rumors out there, not rumors, there's reports out there, I should say, that Nick Saban has looked at and or interviewed Adam Gase and or Bill O'Brien for the OC job of Alabama now that Sark is gone. Yep. Wouldn't that uh, just be amazing? Yeah, that's uh, there. The total, totally, <laughs> he, he, totally. He'd probably do really well because you or I could probably do really well at the, as right. the OC of Alabama. Right. I mean, to learn from the best. But, yeah, no, I, I think it would, be, um, it would be crazy for Gase to end up at Alabama. I think Alabama would be I can't believe I'm saying this. Lucky to have him um, because I think he is a good offensive coordinator. Yeah. I really do. I think he's a good offensive coordinator. I just don't think he's a head coach material. Speaking of head coach material, Urban Meyer to the Jags, perfect fit in my opinion. He has ties down there. He can go there. There's basically nowhere to go but up. You get the best quarterback prospect in the last decade. Um, he's respected. And for him it's kind of the perfect thing right he's been in the broadcast booth i think he loves it he's, he's doing well there but guys like that they have that itch to get back in and this is a perfect opportunity for him so in my view obviously you know we'll see if the money works out and the amount of years and all that but uh if i'm the jags and i've certainly seen that they have been headed in this direction they should go all in for uh, urban meyer here yeah maybe he'll draft uh, fields over lauren no just kidding um <laughs> but yeah no i think uh I think it's it's a great fit. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if he has the itch, I, I think that's the place for him. Um, not only that, look, Florida, no income tax, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> that helps. Uh, he'll get paid. Um, and, and if he has the itch to come back, I mean, now you get to work with the top quarterback to come out of college football in, in quite some time, maybe probably since Andrew Luck, um, and with maybe even more upside because he's got legs too. So, um, I think that would be a great fit. It would be great for the Jaguars, I think. And uh, look, let's let's uh, keep our eyes on that and see where Urban ends up. Uh, real quick before we talk on these NFL odds, Heisman Trophy. Look, I tweeted out, we've talked for weeks. I thought Mac Jones should have won. He would have gotten my vote. Uh, when I saw the final results, Devontae Smith won. What? Not, not a surprise. I disagree with it, but certainly not surprised whatsoever based on kind of what we were hearing and the overall odds. What shocked me and what was really disappointing was Trevor Lawrence finished ahead of Mac Jones. And to me, that tells me that a lot of these guys voting, they don't watch the games. They 100% you know, know Trevor Lawrence and know he's going to be the, the number one pick. And it just felt like to me like, okay, they said, ah, Devontae Smith got first place. I don't want to give Mac Jones my second place vote as well. I'm going to give it to, to Trevor Lawrence. So there is no justification, especially after missing two games. There's absolutely zero justification to put Trevor Lawrence ahead of Mac Jones, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's kind of a shame for Mac Jones to say, oh, I finished third where he possibly could have won it. Um, I think the I think there's a lot of thought behind giving Lawrence at least even some first place votes saying, all right, this is one of the best quarterbacks to be in you know, ever in college. So I think he deserves to, to have the Heisman as well. I don't necessarily agree with it um, because that's not what the award is. It's the best college 
football player in the country. And I have, even though I, I can see uh, Mac Jones and make a case for both of them after looking a little bit deeper into it, you know, I'm okay with Devonta Smith getting it. I mean, he was incredible. Some of the numbers that he put up were, I mean, all of the numbers he put up were incredible and it wasn't just on offense as a receiver. It was also as a kick returner. So um, congratulations to Devonta Smith. Well-deserved uh, Mac Jones. Sorry. He came in third, um, but you know what? All three of those guys are going are gonna to be just fine. All right. NFL playoffs this weekend, guys, as we discussed triple header Saturday, triple header Sunday. So cool. Here we go, Wags. Colts at Bills. This is Saturday. Bills around minus six and a half, total 51. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks minus three and a half, 42 and a half. Bucks at the football team. Bucks minus eight and a half, total 45. Move on to Sunday. Triple header Sunday. Ravens at Titans. Three and a half for the Baltimore Ravens. Minus three and a half, 54 and a half is the total. Bears at Saints. Saints minus 10, 47 and a half. Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh. Ton of COVID news with the Browns. Their head coach, that Kevin Stefanski's out for this game with COVID. Steelers minus six, total of 47. Um, really interesting numbers here. And for me, there are a few games that sort of caught my eye. It's obviously Wednesday. We have some more stuff. With the COVID stuff, it's tough to, I mean, look, it, if you have the, if you bet the Browns right at, at uh, you know, when this line came out Sunday, you're sitting there with the Browns. I think they were minus three and a half, minus four. Now they're sitting without their head coach. They have all these other COVID issues as well. This line's going to close closer to seven. It's going to get to six and a half. It'll test seven. I'm not sure it stays at seven or gets past seven for sure, unless the you know half of the Cleveland Browns are out. But um, it's just one of those really unique years where you really have to wait on on information. So in my opinion, waiting on some of these lines is the, is the right move here as we tape on uh, Wednesday afternoon here. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you have to wait now, especially this year. I I've I'd say I've been burned um, once or twice this year based on certain COVID news. So it's, it's tough to bet early. Um, So, so hold off if you can. Um, I think you said that the Browns were minus three and a half. I think they were plus. I'm sorry. Pittsburgh was minus three and a half. Yeah. 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 Um, Just want to, Make a slight correction there. So all those so, trolls will be yeah. coming after me. Oh, ACL, it's a, you know, three it's, and a half. Exactly. Yeah, I misspoke. No. Yes, it's all, all good. We all, Even ACL makes a mistake every now yes. and then. Uh, yeah, so, it's, yeah, Steelers were three and a half. I think um, interesting, not interesting move. I think the Bills opened seven, dropped to six and a half. Mm-hmm. Colts, Colts defense um, is really good. Um, you know, we'll see. And, and trying to, you know, talk a little bit without giving any plays out uh but you know there, there's some good spots here there's some good spots here uh i'm you know i think the ravens titans game is going to be one of the better games right because yeah. uh titans have owned them in the in the past couple of years and, and um you know ravens are going to be hungry yeah we'll talk about the game and that game in a little more detail here but just before i do guys there just you know depending on your book most books have variations of these but there are a ton of different ways to bet the playoffs right just looking at DraftKings, for example you can bet exact super bowl outcome okay so i'll just pick one here in the middle here ravens to beat saints 50 to 1 okay buccaneers to beat bills 40 to 1 now if you're going to look at that that's fine it's called a super bowl exacta where you're basically picking the two teams and then the exact outcome that's all well and good but often if you just parlay the two conference winners. So if you pick in the last scenario I just gave, you know, Bucks to win the NFC, Bills to win the AFC, you're generally going to get better numbers than what are offered in these exact bets. So always something to look at there. And then some of these um, uh, props 
that the uh, that uh, DraftKings offers, you can bet who will have the most passing yards in the playoffs, which is super interesting because Mahomes is plus 225. With but the, one less game. Exactly. You have to factor in the amount of games. So you know, you know that he's not going to play week one. So you're going into that bet. Say that you take Mahomes, you're already behind the eight ball. I mean, someone's going to th- throw for, say, 350, right? So you're already going to be 350 yards behind. However... The Chiefs are favored to win the Super Bowl, so they are favored to get to the final game and play in that game. So, you know, if you like a guy like Josh Allen, for example, who caught my eye at plus 350 to have the most passing yards, he's playing this weekend. So they're around a six and a half point favorite to win. So say that they win. If they keep going, they're going to play. He's going to play more games than Patrick Mahomes, especially if, the, if he wants up beating the Chiefs. So always look at that in terms of if you're betting Chiefs guys or Packers guys because they have the buys there. Right. Well, look, I mean, you look down the list, you got Aaron Rodgers down at plus six and a half, you know, plus 650. Yeah. Um, and one less game. And, yeah. Game. Well, unless, you know, the Packers are favored to go to the Super Bowl. So that's, yeah. you know, maybe not one less game unless. If he's playing maybe, the Chiefs. Right. right. If he's right. playing the Chiefs, Chiefs have a decent defense. So maybe um, he won't be able to really carve them up. So, uh, but you do see Wilson ahead of him, one one uh, I guess one more game. But mm-hmm. saying you know, does that mean the Seahawks are more likely to go to the Super Bowl than than the Packers? And what about the Saints? And what about the Bucks? I mean, those are three NFC teams ahead of Rodgers, which if the Packers get to the Super Bowl, they'll have played the same amount of games. Correct. So, um, it's something just to to keep an eye on. John Wolford, hundred to one legs. No, thank you. No, thank you. Mitch Trubisky, that's your boy now. I'm, based on what you said earlier, I'm going to label Mitch as your boy for going forward here. That's my boy. All right. That's 70 to 1. That's my boy. All right. <laughs> you All don't right. sound thrilled. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at some of the other guys. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Roethlisberger at 22 to 1. The, the Russell Wilson one is interesting to me because they're, again, three and a half, four point favor this weekend. Um, but that's a guy that could potentially light it up. The Tom Brady one, yeah, but they're playing Washington this weekend. Very good defense there, especially when you can get pressure on Brady. That's sort of his Achilles heel there. Um, the Josh Allen one, to me, though, certainly stands out, just based on the number of games and what he's done in the last month and a half. So I like I'm the value this market, on Big it's probably Bennett. Allen. I, yeah, smart yeah, value play. I like Roethlisberger at 22-1. to 1. Okay. Um, first off, they have a really good defense, and they have so many weapons at receiver. That's a great um, play, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, pretty good odds. And then, yeah, your, your point about Russell Wilson is if you look back to the beginning of the season, what he did, look, he was the MVP guy up through, like, week six or seven. Um, and then they kind of took their foot off the gas and switched their offense to become a more run-heavy like they have been in the past. However, if they open it up again in the playoffs, Russell Wilson, 6-1, to one, not that bad, especially if they need to keep up because they have a poor defense. They're going to be throwing the ball. Yeah, so there's variations of all this, guys. There's, you know, rushing leader, receiving leader. So de- definitely take a look at some of those, but factor all that other stuff in. All right, Wags, well, obviously it's the playoffs, six great games. The one that, um, you know, caught our eye was Ravens and Titans. The five-seeded Baltimore Ravens, three-point road favorites at the four-seeded Tennessee Titans, a rematch from last year's playoffs. Total's 55. And, you know, as much as we think about the rushing attack for the Titans with Derrick Henry and all that, it's actually the Ravens that still lead the NFL in rushing yards per game at 206. And the Titans' defense has been getting progressively worse as the season has moved along. 24th in total defense against the pass, but they are halfway decent against the run. 
And that's exactly what happened in last year's playoff game. The key to the Ravens, I've said it over and over, is getting ahead and making Lamar throw the ball and come back in the second half of games. It's a live betters dream, this Ravens team. If they get up, the Ravens pound the ball on the ground and win. They did this, this exact formula last week against the Bengals. If they get down early, they're forced to throw, and that has not turned out well for the Ravens and for Lamar. That's what That was the game plan in last year's playoff game. Uh, the Titans were around plus 10 in that game in Baltimore. They were up 14-6 to six at halftime. The Ravens totally abandoned the run in the second half. They wound up getting outscored 14 to nothing in the third quarter. They were down 28 to 6, and that was it. So if I'm the Titans, I'm going all out in the first and second quarters here. Build that lead. Make Lamar throw the ball in the second half. Absolutely. It's all about their play action game. If they can establish Henry early, that's going to be huge um, because they'll set up the play action. Tannehill will get A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. Look at Corey Davis's numbers, everyone. This guy is a stud. He, he flies under the radar, but he's really good. Um, yeah, watch out. If Tennessee can build a, a lead early, Baltimore, watch out. Yeah, absolutely. So Baltimore around, again, minus three, minus three and a half, depending on what shop you're at. If you like the Titans, certainly shop around. You can get that hook. Total 54 and a half, around 55 in some shops as well. Baltimore minus 180 on the money line. Tennessee plus 155 is the home playoff dog there. Should be a really interesting game. Obviously, you have the playoff revenge. You have Lamar in the playoffs, quote, playoff Lamar and all that. And that hasn't turned out well in the last few years. So we shall see a game we are certainly looking forward to. All right, my man, uh, $200 site credit contest time. Obviously, there's no Monday Night Football contest. We've been doing it for the Sunday night football game, uh, Steelers or Browns. I'm about to read off three questions, guys. The first person to get all three questions right and gets it in first ahead of anyone else in case there's ties gets $200 in site credit to the realmysteracl.com. Uh, you can enter, of course, by deeming your answers to either myself or Wags on Twitter or emailing ACL at therealmysteracl.com or Wags at therealmysteracl.com. Here are the three questions. Question number one, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, excuse me. Pittsburgh minus six and a half. Are you taking Pittsburgh minus six and a half or the Cleveland Browns plus six and a half? Pittsburgh or Cleveland. Question two, name the player who will score the last touchdown in the football game. Question number three, the total number of passing touchdowns for Big Ben. The total number of passing touchdowns for Big Ben. 200 bucks in site credit to whoever gets all three right, gets them in first. Done. No problem. No questions asked. All right, my man. Free play time. You nailed another one last week. You had the, it was the Packers first half, correct? Yes. Packers first half minus three. That cashed. Um, so congratulations to everybody who cashed with us. Um, you do I, the honors this week. Yeah. Hey, with hockey season coming out in a one week, I am going into the NHL future play. All right, we are going to do a team will not make the playoffs. Who is that going to be? The Vancouver Canucks will not make the playoffs. Uh, minus 130. Vancouver Canucks will not make the playoffs. Minus 130. Um, why do I think this? They play in the north in the Canadian division uh, with Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Ottawa. There's a lot of teams in Canada that are going to be very good. I'll have some future plays coming out um, to talk a little bit about that and where my head is with the North. Um, I think Vancouver is uh, just going to miss the playoffs, but I like that as a play. Free play, Vancouver Canucks will not make the playoffs. Love me some hockey free plays, Wags. Love oh, yeah. it. All right, guys, my free play, I'm going to the NBA. 
uh, with the futures play today. The Los Angeles Lakers to win the Pacific Division, currently minus 130, but online I saw some minus 140s and some minus 150s out there. I like it up to minus 200. So anything under minus 200 I, I like here. The Lakers to win the Pacific Division. Um, look, this is a Lakers team. Um, 1 through 12 is the most talented team on paper by a long shot in the Western Conference. Probably the entire NBA. Uh, this bet comes down to three teams. We're not going to have to worry about the Kings. We're not going to have to worry about the Warriors. Uh, the Suns no, have started off hot for sure. The Warriors not going to be a, a team this year? Not this year. Not this year. <laughs> not with uh, one player and a bunch of guys. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, not going to have to worry about the Kings, not the Warriors. The Suns have started off hot for sure. Five and two as of taping today, but I expect them to cool down. So I really see this as a bet between the Clippers and the Lakers, right? So we saw how the Lakers approached this last year. Sometimes the top teams will coast. Sometimes they won't even care about home court, about winning their division. It means nothing to them. Uh, they'll choose to rest players down the stretch. LeBron wasn't having that last year. He wants the home court. We saw how important it was. And I expect that to continue this year, especially with 10 games less than a normal season. They're only playing 72. So they played to win the division last year to get that number one seed throughout. Uh, and look, it's a small sample size. I get it only eight games in this year, but already the Lakers have the largest average point differential in the Western Conference at plus 10. The next closest is the Suns, but all the way down at plus seven. The Clippers are all the way down at plus one. A lot of that is because of the amount of rest that they give Kawhi Leonard during the regular season. We saw it last year. This team is not going all out to win the division. They're not going to do it again this year. We would much rather rest Kawhi, get him ready for the playoffs. I expect that to happen again this year. So this number should continue to rise as the regular season continues, as the Lakers build that lead. I think we're getting extreme value at the minus 130 number here. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and take the Lakers to win the Pacific Division, minus 130 at a great price. I like it all the way up to minus 200. All right, man. Awesome. Ready for some triple header NFL this weekend, both days? Triple header, and then we got... Hockey next week. And tell, tell me about hockey. So hockey starts what? On today's third, Wednesday, yeah. it starts, it starts next third, Wednesday, right? Exactly. 13th. Okay. Yep. We have, uh, I think there's three games on the 13th. And I mean, it's literally, we're jumping right in. Um, there's not going to be any, uh, at least to my knowledge, there's not going to be any uh, preseason. Um, there are going to be four different divisions. Each division is only going to play within that division for the entire regular season. We're going to see um, some heated matchups. I think, uh, I forget exactly which teams, but there's like a stretch of teams playing each other five games in a row. Um, so it's, it's really uh, crazy the way that they're doing it, but there's going to be a lot of physicality. These uh, teams are going to get to know a lot about each other um, and things are going to get heated. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, and then once that's done, once the regular season's done, the top four in each division um, will play each other. One plays four, two plays three. And then the top two in each division will advance to the final fours in each conference. Um, so it's going to be really awesome um, the way that they're doing it. Um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit repetitive, but um, yeah, it's going to be a tough, a, you know, slightly tough to cap, I think. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, no different than anything else. You're just going to have to, um, you know, Go with the data as it comes and, and uh, really uh, understand each team's uh, weaknesses because there's a lot of good matchups and a lot of good um, position matchups uh, going in within these divisions. Can't wait. Love it. 30-day package is up on the site. Full season package is up on the site. Any questions, guys, always hit us up. Twitter, email us. I'm on Instagram as well, TheRealMrACL. TheRealMrACL.com is the site. Anything else, Wags, before we close up shop? Nope. You can follow me at Cap and Wags and, uh, you know, 
feel free to hit me up in a DM if you're looking to, uh, if you have any questions or, you know, anything with hockey or uh, NCAA or, you know, college or pro football, happy to help uh, talk you through anything. Good stuff, guys. All right. For Captain Wags, I am ACL. The real is the site. Good luck on all your plays, guys, and we will talk to you next week.